This episode of the Fresh Start Family Show is brought to you by our Quick Start Learning Bundle, how to build a compassionate, firm, and kind discipline toolkit that works with kids of all ages. Head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your Quick Start Bundle so you can get going today on building up a strong, compassionate, discipline toolkit in your home. Well, hey there, I'm Stella. Welcome to my mom and dad's podcast, The Fresh Start Family Show. We're so happy you're here. We're inspired by the ocean, Jesus, and rock and roll, and believe deeply in the true power of love and kindness. Together, we hope to inspire you to expand your heart, learn new tools, and strengthen your family. Enjoy the show. Well, hello there, families, and welcome back to a new episode of the Fresh Start Family Show. I'm your host, Wendy Snyder, positive parenting educator and family life coach, and I've got Terry with me today. I'm Terry Snyder, and I'm the sidekick. (laughs) I'm so happy that you're here, T. It's my birthday. Yeah, it is. It is my birthday, and I've already had such a good morning, Um, but one of the things that I wanted to do today is record this podcast episode. And I'm just um, so thankful that you're here with me. So thanks for taking, I know we could be at the beach or surfing right now, um, but this is really important to me. So thank you for being here. Well, and listeners, let's just acknowledge right now, who cares so much about the world and you guys that she would choose to spend her birthday sitting here recording this so she could put out more light and more positivity out into the world. So let's just give her a round of Yay! applause right now. Happy birthday to me. No, it. I, I, I love this. I am so thankful that I get to have a job and um, build an organization and a business that I care so deeply about. But really, one of my favorite things in the world is to serve and support the families um, that listen to the show and that are students of ours. And so um, this was just something that's been on my heart uh, that I really wanted to make sure we recorded on. I was going to record last week. And then I told Terry, um, I don't want to record this one alone. I want you to be there with me. So we talk to the podcast agency and say, can we give, can you guys give us a deadline? We just need a few more days so we could sit down and do this together. Um, and I will say this has been a busy, busy few weeks for us here at Fresh Start Family. And Terry's a VP of creative by day. I mean, you double, double jobber. Um, but it's been a busy season for us, but we will be on the beaches of the North Shore of Oahu in one week. And we are going to tap out and relax. And this weekend we're going to a concert with the kids and we'll be downtown living it up, um, vacationing. So for now we are serving and supporting and couldn't be happier about it. Right. It's on. Cool. Um, all right, families. Well, today we are going to be talking about seven ways to make a difference in a hurting world. And the reason why we wanted to chat about this today is so we're we're just about to take a little bit of a production break for the Fresh Start Family Show. Um, we're going to probably take about a month and a half off from actually producing episodes um, just as a way to to rest a little bit and kind of do some visioning and planning for the fall and um, make sure that we um, are just pouring into really making sure that we're we're, I think, spending time with God to get guidance and hear from you guys and talk to you guys and just spend some time figuring out what we want to produce for the next season of the show. So we're going to take a little production break. So after this one, you won't hear from us on the podcast till early September. So we kind of wanted to go out with a bang for the summer and release this episode because it has been a heavy season. Um, 
especially here in America with, uh, gosh, what are we at now? Like three mass tragedy shootings in, I mean, in the matter of what, what was it? Three weeks? I mean, yeah. And I mean, those are just the ones that like have grabbed the headlines too. I mean, when you really um, uncover it all, I mean, it's like hundreds this year. So it's like, you know, it's, and yes, while we say mass shootings, it's like, yeah, those are the ones that, that really have grabbed the headlines and it's been heartbreaking, especially when kids are involved or when there's some sort of um, hate crime involved or people getting singled out. I think it, um, you know, it just adds to that, 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 that hurt and that just, ah, uh, just puts a big spotlight on it. So, yeah. Yeah. So here we are to talk about it. Yeah. And um you know, this show is about positive parenting and, and relationships and um, creating a family legacy of your dreams. But it's also about having the courage to stand tall and talk about things and do something. Um, and that's what we really do believe so deeply here in um, at Fresh Start Family. So what you're going to hear us talk about today, you guys, is um, seven ideas that we have for you to really be... Um, a change maker in the world. And you're going to hear, uh, you know, this is from our heart. Uh, this is stuff that we're sharing that we believe. Remember that um, everybody has opinions, right? And so Terry and I are no different. We have opinions about things. Yes, you're going to hear us talk about a lot of emotional, social literacy stuff today and how important it is to be raising your kids um, with what we, we teach and practice here at Fresh Start Family, the Fresh Start Family. Um, but yeah, you're going to hear us talk about guns today. You're going to hear us talk about um, certain things that you may have a different opinion about. And that's okay. Uh, as our pastor, Miles McPherson at the Rock Church always says, um, you know, he'll say, my opinion, this is my opinion, and my opinion means nothing. <laughs> It's it's God's opinion that we really care about, but we also, we do have an opinion and we want to encourage and inspire and motivate you to take action, to do something to help in a hurting world. I have my favorite t-shirt on this morning, one of my favorite t-shirts. Um, and it just is a plain white t-shirt. I swear my uniform could be like good, nice denim and a good hat. You guys know I'm addicted to hats. Mm. Terry, Terry, I'm sorry about that. Strong hat game. It's, it's a problem. It's like, Why are you sorry to me? Because I spend a lot of money on hats. Oh, well, we look back <laughs> at the end of our life and say, what well, went wrong? Too many hats. I think we're Yeah, good. I know. Yeah. Um, but it's like like a strong hat, a good white t-shirt, maybe a black leather jacket and like good denim. But anyways, this is one of my favorite white t-shirts. It just says on the collar, give a damn. That's it. Give a freaking damn. And I know those of you who listen to the show, you do give a damn. Those of you who are students of ours and are loyal listeners and really show up on a consistent basis um, to, to stand up for what you believe in, to treat children and to raise children in a way that um, is respectful, respectful and of high dignity, uh, I know that you all give a damn. So these are ideas today that we believe that when you practice on a consistent basis in your home, in your heart, in your circles, with the actions that you take on a daily basis, that you will make a difference in a hurting world. Um, So thank you for listening. And remember, it is okay if you have different opinions. Human beings are designed to be different, you guys. I, I, it's, it's okay, right? You don't, we don't need to, we don't need to freak out if we have different opinions and we just want you to do something to contribute to positive change. 
Okay. Yeah. No, and I think that's a good thing to point out because, you know, we're, we're not using this platform just to have like a, um, a bigger, you know, voice, um, for the sake of an argument. Cause I think that's yeah. what people are, um, you know, in these situations tend to do. It's like people watch there's shock. There's sometimes, I mean, some people might just kind of brush it under the rug, but a lot of people who are shocked then go straight into like, well, let, let's, let's put our opinion out there, engage with somebody else. There ends up being an argument. There ends up being division. And, and then there ends up not necessarily being a, a, a huge um, uh, way to like actually implement anything within your own um, day or your life because you're just engaged in arguing. Yeah. So this is, this is not um, a forum for an argument. This is a forum for if you're interested in taking any or all of these seven things, the um, you know steps of like, hey, what can I do? Yeah. We've just compiled things that this is a what could you do? So um, we're excited to, to get going. Yes, I love that you bring up the idea of unification um, because it is so true. We really are so unified here at Fresh Start Family. If you're listening to the show, uh, we are on the same page, right? About I usually 99% of the things in the world, right? Um, and I think what I always try to encourage my students and my kids and remind myself to do when you're talking about something you care deeply about or passionately about or something that you're noticing in the world you feel like is jacked up, um, when you come from a place of sharing how you feel versus um, venting about all the things that are messed up in the world and how crazy things are and how things make no sense and how it's ludicrous and it's effing insane and all these types of things. That's what I refer to as venting. And venting never helps. It doesn't help you feel better. It doesn't create positive change in the world. It like leaves you feeling like crap. You're usually talking shit about other people. Um, and it just is not effective at creating positive change. And it's not it's not effective at uniting people. It's not effective at influencing people. But when you come from an angle of, hey, I'm going to share with you, we are going to share with you today how we feel, how we feel. There have been so many emotions this last few weeks, especially, I mean, all, all any mass shooting. I mean, it's insane. We're at like 240 something in the United States um, since, I don't know the stats. We're not here to be experts in the stats, but I think since like 2013 or 11 or something, but it's a significant difference in other countries, right? But um, it's 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 just wild, right? And so there's been all these emotions that are like scared and scared as hell for my kids. I mean, we're going to a concert this weekend in an open air theater or open air massive stadium, and I'll be I'll spend a significant amount of my night scared. Do you feel like that anymore? Like nowadays, do you um, feel like when you're in a public place, do you have that feeling or? I'm more aware of it, but it's mainly because you, you've talked about it, but no, I'm not scared. Oh, good. Good. Okay. Well, it's not bad to be scared. You guys, that's just a human healthy emotion, but scared. I mean, the sadness, like for the families you hear about and hear, you know, you know, are coming home to a, a, a toddler bed that never got made that morning and, you know, cinnamon toast that's left on the 
the table half eaten, you know, like sadness is insane. Like the anger is freaking insane, right? Like how much anger you have after seeing what our nation does and doesn't do to create positive change to end these type of things. Um, and then there's even joy. There's even joy when you like look at the people who are helping, right? Like there's just a mass array of emotions. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but it's just, it's important to know that um, emotions are like the first and foremost thing that you have to address in order to actually be an agent of change in the world. I'm, I'm learning a significant amount of um, how much we you know, when it comes to like trauma, which all of us have in one way or another, um, whether it's like traditional type of trauma that you think about where you've been in a car accident, or it's a soldier that comes home from war and he has PTSD, or there's this secondary type of trauma or complex trauma that, you know, some therapists refer to as, is like the things you didn't get when you were young or the lack of safety you might've had in your home or things like that. But I've learned, um, especially through the work that I've been um, lucky enough and honored to be able to do with my life coaching organization, Your Infinite Life, but we're studying a book called My Grandmother's Hands Together. And it's all about how we, um, as a society, and especially, I mean, we are studying it as a group of white-bodied leaders, but as, like all of us, but looking at how we end white supremacy, how we dismantle white supremacy and the and heal from the horrendous effects of it on our, our nation, especially here in America. Um, but so much of the book, the author, um, his name was Resma that wrote it is just an incredibly trauma informed therapist. And is just, I'm, I'm in love with his work and, and the way he counsels on this, on this subject, but it's all related to the body. So if you are watching, you know, a news report that comes out that shows that 20 children have been murdered, right? Like, mowed down and you don't have any emotion about it and you're able to just move on with your day, there's a good chance you're skipping over an emotion and that is going to keep trauma stuck in your body. And then that is not going to help heal the world. So it's very, very important that you, you don't avoid it. So if you feel sad, if you feel angry, if you feel scared, like it's a really significant thing for every human being to learn how to feel those emotions and let them go through your body and stop and actually process them instead of what most people do, which um, has a tendency to like keep things going, keep the bad things in the world happening, whether it's white supremacy or mass tragedies or lack of social emotional literacy or war, whatever it may be. But it's um, our tendency a lot of times just to skip over things and ignore it. Um, we can't deal with that. You know, like there's a bit, there'll be a lot of people who can't listen to this episode. They'll turn it off because they can't, they say they can't deal with it, but really they can. It's just uncomfortable to get through it. Or, or some aspect of it will trigger something and then they'll come up with a reason why they, they want to turn it off. Yeah, um, so but let can. me qualify my answer too. When you asked me, am I scared to go to concerts and like public places? <laughs> um, not so much on that, but when in the days after the Texas shooting, when I dropped Taryn off at elementary school, mm. Um, him leaving me mm. and looking at staring at the school and saying there, there was no like, like sound way that I could say, not this school. Like there's no way yeah. that it could be this school. So I, I looked at that and I was like, no, it could be this school. And that, that scared me. And yeah. that made me sad. Um, and watching him walk away. Um, and maybe me being in a public 
place or a concert, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm with you guys that there's not that physical separation or, or maybe it's just, um, I don't know. It's just a different vibe for me, but that's kind of weird that I would be more scared of an elementary school setting than a, a concert. Yeah. I don't know. That's mm. the, yeah. So. Well, yeah. Moral of the story is there's, there's emotions that all of us have and it's really important to just, um, I'll make sure I put, um, a, uh, video, a video link in here, but I did, um, I think I, it was a live stream about just how important it is to like feel your emotions through this. And I, I did it over on Instagram. So I'll make sure I link to that just in case you want to explore that further. All right, you guys. Um, well, let's just kind of start pinging through some of the things that we had listed out here. Um, so number one, a lot of people ask, you know, how, because this is what freaking sucks. This is not like this episode. I, I really wanted to make sure we record and, and put it in the vault. And, and what sucks is it's not, it's, it's, there's going to be a situation soon down the road where we're going to refer back to this. And, it, and we're going to be like, here we are again, because when I went to film this this morning, this, you know, as I was building the notes around this episode, um, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll just go back and refer to the, I did a Facebook live uh, for my community about, I think it was like four years ago. I forget after it was after like a, a thousand Oaks mass shooting. And it was like the same shit. We're saying the same shit. <laughs> Nothing's changed, right? Yeah. Like, um, so that's going to change because more and more people are going to start to do something and more and more people are going to speak up and not sit by and just let something happen. Right. Not just not do their part. Um, but the reason I say that is because we need to talk about how do you talk to your children about this? A lot of people ask like, okay, well, my kids are too young. I want to shelter them. Um, and here at Fresh Start Family, we're going to always advocate for a root of honesty with our kids. And here's what I mean. I'm not talking about like having the news on in the background with your six-year-old and letting them see about the carnage and the stories of a you know nine-year-old girl covering herself in blood to save herself with her best friend's blood, right? Like that is a true story from Texas. We're not talking about that. We're talking about sharing with your children that yes, something really awful happened. And this is the way I always phrase it for children is that someone who was really, really hurting and possibly experiencing mental illness, who knows? Um, But we know that they were hurting. They hurt. They made a big mistake and they hurt some people and they lost their lives. And, And that's how I always tee it up for children. Um, but it's someone who was hurting, who was never taught a different way to feel hurt, scared, angry, and probably felt very, very alone, chose to take revenge action in order to make themselves feel better. Yes. Like putting yourself in a like police suicide or, you know, like that type of situation is a way to end pain. It is a way to make yourself feel better in air quotes. Um, and they made a big mistake. Like that is the way I like to explain it to people. Some people got hurt. Some people lost their lives. But you're teeing it up to a child that this isn't some monster running around just like, oh my gosh, this like, yes. Do I believe there was evil involved? Absolutely. Yes. The, the enemy gets into people's hearts and minds. We know that. But this was a hurting 
individual who most likely did not have the tools to know what the F to do with extreme amounts of fear, pain, anger, sadness, aloneness, all the things, and probably had no idea how to reach out for help. Would you agree? Let's chat for a hot sec, openly and honestly about what your discipline toolkit looks like in your home right now. If you're anything like most parents, you're relying on the hand-me-down set you inherited. Timeouts, spankings, threatening of spankings, taking iPads away, three, two, one countdowns, groundings, taking away toys, e-bikes, iPhones, any or all of those kind of tactics that create a total relationship strain and don't even work long-term to end your child's misbehavior for good. Meaning, you might spank your child or send them to timeout today for being air quotes mean to their sister or disrespecting you, but then three days from now, they're repeating the same misbehavior, which causes you to flip your lid because you know they know better. I want to help you learn a new way so you could end the vicious cycle that's keeping you stuck as a parent and causing you to feel super frustrated that nothing is working to get your strong-willed, stubborn child to behave better. My team and I have recently completely refreshed our Compassionate Discipline Quick Start Learning Bundle to help you learn a new way to teach your kids important life lessons, a new way to help your children learn from their mistakes and take responsibility for their actions. You can just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, and I'll personally send you a message with a link to download this free bundle. I'm going to help you shift out of a punishment mindset and into a compassionate discipline one where you fully trust that connection-based, firm and kind discipline tools are all you need to be a strong leader in your home who holds your kids responsible when they misbehave, but does it in a way where they are learning the vital life skills they are missing when they mess up. So again, just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free bundle now. I am so excited for you to shift out of feeling guilty and shameful when you lay your head on your pillow at night and shift into feeling confident and proud of the way you handled yourself as a parent, even when you were wildly triggered and upset about the mistake your child made. Okay, I'm excited for you to dive into this free resource. I'll see you in my DMs and inside the free discipline bundle. Yeah, I mean, when you get to the root of it, because, and, you know, I think that's one of the, I think that should be a key takeaway, because I think we maybe assume that people get to that point where they can even look into the eyes or or empathize even with the, the, the shooter, um, because, you know, there is so much anger and disgust and disconnection uh, between all of us observing what happened and somebody who would who would make that mistake, but I think eighteen year old like that yeah. is so close to being a child, it's nuts. But I think it is important what you're saying is is when connecting to and and, and communicating what happened to young kids, you got to look at what happened and what happened was started with the decision or a set of decisions, a lot of things before that day. And, and it, it started with, like you said, somebody who was ill-equipped with what to do with their emotions. Like, like, like before you even get into, you know, 
laws and where did they get guns from and what were they like? It's like they had emotions. They didn't have a healthy way to deal with them. So they chose to deal with those emotions in a very awful way. Boom. Yeah. Right there. Like just. Yeah. And it's revenge behavior. It's revenge right. misbehavior. Right. Right. Like, so if you're a student of ours, if you're in the foundations course, if you're in the bonfire support program, you will understand that hurt people hurt people like any human beings, children, but especially as any human being who does revenge misbehavior has a mistaken belief that in order to take care of myself, when I feel hurt, I must hurt back. Right. Often because that's what's been freaking modeled to me, whether it's through parenting, upbringing, traditional punishment, pain, shame, humiliation, you mess up, you hurt me, I'll hurt you back. Or it's just cultural standards, right? Like you step on my toe, I'll punch you in the face. Um, there's just so much of it. it. There's just so much of it. So it's just clearly revenge misbehavior in all of these. Um, and so it just, I think it it just gets to the root of the problem with children. And it also, we're going to talk about this, but it also just opens up the conversation for empowerment with our kids. So number two, when you talk to your kids, you guys, um, just remember what, talk to them about what you stand for. Instead of blaming or um, going to a tone of disgust or retribution or retaliation or revenge or, or rage, just talk about what you stand for. So if you care deeply about keeping our children safe in schools, if you care deeply about expanding mental health, um, wellness, you know, help in our country, then tell your kids that. Tell the people around you what you stand tall for. If you stand tall for having healthy, you know, gun reform and, um, you know, just like very common sense gun laws, then stand tall for that. We recently, Terry, Terry and I have an experience in our neighborhood. We had um, uh, someone who has been on our block for years and years and who we adored mother of very young children, um, who was a very significant part of our neighborhood. We have a very tight knit community neighborhood with probably 15 families of young kids who we know well, and we became very close over COVID with. We had some parties out in outside, of course. We were outside, <laughs> but we had some really good parties. Um, anyways, this wonderful person. Anyway, she basically succumbed to mental illness. We're pretty sure that she had been suffering with bipolar and multiple personality disorder probably since her early 20s. And then during COVID, we were 99% sure made the decision to go off of her medication and spiraled downward so fast in the matter of about five weeks, lost her children, lost her dog, lost her home, lost her car. But we as a community came together to try to get her the help that she needed to get checked into a mental health facility to try to get her back on her medicine, get her the help. We full-blown had to work in as, as a community over the course of like four weeks. We finally got a 5150 on her one night. It was freaking nuts, y'all. And it still wasn't enough to get this woman help. Like it, there is a significant problem with mental health assistance in our country. Like, and, and she's still here for listeners. You know, she's still here. The battle is still on, you know, in her mind. I, we don't know what, what happens with this story next, but we do know that getting mental health help for her um, has been a, an uphill struggle. It's and, nuts. Um, and I mean, just side note, and I have no idea if this is where you were going with any of this, Wendy, but like um, one of the first questions that's asked 
Does she have any weapons nearby? Does she have any weapons in the home? So this, you know, mental health, access to weapons to, you know, potentially make a mistake, you know, it's just a, um, it's a, it's a really hard thing to, to stare at, especially when it's someone that, that you care about and, and you love. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, we've learned through that, that it's, um, it's not as, as easy as it seems. So if it's something that you feel strongly about, I mean, back to our point, it's like, you know, if now through this situation and other situations that we've had in our past through, through people experiencing mental illness, it's like, well, make that, make that part of your, your family's mission is like, if you, if you feel strongly about, um, changing, how, how hard it is to get somebody with um, mental illness and the help that they need will make that part of your family's mission. Well, what happens is most people will fall into a rut of just talking shit about the system. Right. So talking shit about the system is not going to do anything. Yeah. You know, like, but what, what you've got to do in front of your kids, because remember you guys, your kids are listening and watching every single thing that you say. You just want to make sure you're focusing on like, hey, we we have got to get our system. Let's just speak to America. We have listeners all over the world, but let's just speak to America. Like we've got to get our system. What can we do? Like we've got to stand for getting mental health into the hands of more and more people that is actually going to create change. So just remember, if you catch yourself like talking about like venting, talking shit about the system, people, what's so effed up about the world, then just, I want you to challenge yourself to spin it into what do you stand for, especially when you're talking to your kids. Um, Another point when you're talking to your kids is make sure that you are really empowering your children. There is nothing that feels crappier in the world, in my opinion, than feeling like you're a sitting duck. Like you're just like, there's these evil people out in the world. There's these monsters that like, who knows what's going to happen, right? Like I'm definitely looking over my shoulders now more than ever with like paranoia, but I also am empowered. Like I sit down at my desk every day and contribute and do something to create positive change. And you can tell your kids that they can do the same thing. They can have a high awareness of if there is odd behaviors or alarming things people say or do, whether you have teenagers on social media or you have little kids who, you know, might be playing on the block and someone is like, you know, it's like um, displaying odd behavior with like, who knows, dead animals or the things that they say or jokes about weapons or like things like that. We're going to get into what our opinion is about playing with um, pretend murder play. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but educate and empower your children that how they treat people on a consistent basis and what they see in the world. And if they bring attention to it, they can help make a difference. They can help prevent people from getting hurt and we need them. They are equally as important to preventing um, future tragedies and things happening in the world as we are as adults. And then lastly, um, for that point, when it comes to talking to our kids, just make sure you're practicing listening intently, you guys. So when you ask your kids things like, did you hear what happened in Texas this week? Um, Just be willing to to listen. So um, 
you know, it's like we we talk about this in in our foundations course, but I it, I remember there was a beautiful you know thing shared about the artist Marilyn Manson after Columbine, and that was like I feel like when this whole crazy chain of like mass tragedies started to become the freaking norm in America, what was that like? must have been like 25 years ago or something right but he remember like he he was an art he was a, a mu- music artist still probably does make music to this day but he had this like style it was like black trench coats black long hair and the media just like ate him up because these kids that did this mass tragedy high school they they were like part of the trench coat mafia right and everyone assumed oh they listened to this dark music so that must be the cause of why they did this awful thing and so they were kind of just, the media was like what do you have to say about this Marilyn Manson and um and he was like well what what would you say to these kids you know what do you what would you say if if you were here sitting with them and they would have survived or, or whatever and he said to he said to the media he goes I wouldn't say anything. I would listen. Mm. And like, you've got to remember that kids have a lot to say if you don't stop them. So it's really important that you have a mission to listen intently. And if they say things like, I feel scared, or this is dumb, or I don't want to talk about it, don't try and fix it. Instead, just say, okay, well, I'm here. Like if, if you can help me understand how you're feeling, I'd be so grateful or use feeling encouragers instead of discouragers with, which is those of you who are foundations course students, you know, how important it is to like, keep the conversation going. Feeling encouragers are really important. And then just listen and hold space. You guys, we have a whole episode on that. You can Google fresh start family show holding space. Um, that's a really good one to just understand how to, to listen instead of interrupt and fix. Um, but it's really empowering for kids to be able to share what they're actually feeling. All right. Number two, um, be committed to practicing positive parenting in your home, especially around revenge, misbehavior and discipline, but the whole shebang. Yeah. I mean, you guys know this is our whole freaking life mission to get the work, this work into every single family across the world. Um, but but what you're doing, you guys, matters. We did an episode uh, with um, a woman named Scarlett Lewis. Really, if like if this, if you're loving this episode and you're like, yes, Wendy, count me in. I want to be someone who does something. I don't want to just sit by and let this go by. Um, make sure you listen to that episode we did with Scarlett Lewis um, from the Choose Love Movement. She lost her son. Jesse Lewis, who was six years old, I believe, um, in the Sandy Hook tragedy, whatever that was, a decade ago. Um, And we just had the most incredible interview with her. But she has used that tragedy to go on to create a nonprofit organization that has that has just done incredible work in the world. And, and the story of the, the message that Jesse love about Jesse left about choosing healing, nurturing love. And she's created an, an entire social emotional literacy, literacy program where she goes into schools. Um, it's just phenomenal, but essentially here's a mother who, who survived this, right. Who, who lost her son and all out of all the things she could advocate for, she's advocating for social emotional literacy and it's just it just goes to show you the power of teaching your kids how to freaking operate in the world with dignity and integrity and understand how to feel their emotions, how to feel angry, hurt, scared, 
sad, alone, how to ask for support, how to forgive, how to have empathy for other people around you, how to see other people's viewpoints. Like all the things that Scarlett teaches is the same things we teach here. Um, But by doing that, you have to understand how much you are contributing to the world, even though it feels like nothing, right? Like you're like, okay, well, my kid still argued with me at bedtime tonight. My little one still slapped his brother when he wouldn't get his way. Like, trust me. You cannot see everything that you are doing, but a decade from now, two decades from now, three decades from now, when you are dedicated to being someone who stands for this work in your home and in your family legacy, we will all benefit from your efforts. Absolutely. And it's like, you know, it's like anything else worth learning. It is, um, you know, it's a long practice. It's like learning a language, but by the time, you know, your kids get to, a position where, you know, they're in high school or beyond and something rocks their world and they're filled with some, you know, an emotion, they'll know what to do with it in a yeah. way that's not going to, um, you know, create some, some massive gap between, you know, whatever it is, you know, we're not saying that it's necessarily even shootings or mass shootings, but it's like, you know, keeping relationships in your, in your children's lives and their emotional literacy, um, treating that with high regard as a, as a parent, investing the time, um, and effort it takes to bless your kids with that, I think is like at the top of our list, but for whatever reason, our culture has it very low. It's very, it's, it's very, um, it it's not something that's high on the list. So we just we're you know here at Fresh Start Family, we're just trying to flip the script, and we can tell you that if you spend the time, invest in your family through programs um, like the Foundations Course with Fresh Start Family, or Choose Love Movement, or whatever you gravitate towards, you will never regret it. It is the thing that will just give the next generation, your kids a better shot at having healthy relationships. And that's really what it comes down to is dealing with emotions, having healthy relationships. You do that, you are a huge leap closer to um, making the world a better place. And like, and, and giving your kids the tools to just create a little space between their actions and their thought patterns, right? Like the stimulus and the response. We again, teach so much about this inside of our programs, but you know, I, I, I've seen some incredible work and, and stories of people who have survived like, you know, attempted suicides or moments, these lapses where someone goes to make this like really rash decision and then somebody or somehow that is delayed, whether it's through someone who cares or someone who reaches out or um, a tool that they're able to call on or use or something that they were taught that they were able to remember. But just a tiny lapse is is such tremendous value and often saves lives. Yeah. And when you equip your kids with these tools, they still might have this time in life where they experience the rage like comes over them, right? Or the sadness and hopelessness comes over them, but they're going to have the ability to extend that space between the stimulus and their response just by a little bit, at least, even if you, even if you feel like you're trying to do positive parenting in your home. And by the time your kids graduate from high school, you're like, well, crap, I maybe did it 30% of the time. That 30% 
matters. That 30% matters. Just last week at church, our campus pastor was sharing how six people in our church community have died by suicide over the last, what, four to six weeks or something. That's wild. It's insane. Like, yes, we're talking about mass tragedy prevention. We're also talking about suicide prevention. Like these are big, heavy things that happen in the world and what you're doing in your home on a daily basis freaking matters, you guys. Amen. So this work prevents rate, like it, it prevents, like, I can't even tell you how many families I've worked with where they are like getting through moments where their children have significant bouts of rage at the tender age of nine, 10, 11 years old. And instead of just moving along, putting the bandaid, spanking that kid, threatening the shit out of them, like they are stopping the generational cycle. They are learning to handle this explosive anger and rage in a new way. They are learning to look at where they have rage and end it. So they stop modeling the same behavior they're teaching their kids to not do. Right. And I've thought to myself over and over again, holy smokes, this right here is the prevention of a future mass tragedy. Cause so much of these, these situations are rage or with like when someone loses their life to suicide, it's also often like hopelessness, right? But it's 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 amazing to watch, especially with the rage thing, when families are able to like end that painful generational cycle of that being a norm in their family legacy. Oh my God, it lights me up. It lights me up. So, all right. And, and on that point, you guys remember, you know, what Mr. Rogers always says, if you've never seen that documentary, guys, um, I don't, there's two, there's two films about Mr. Rogers. There's one that's like with Tom Hanks. I don't think I ever saw that one. I think you did. It's yeah. beautiful. But the the documentary actually about Mr. Rogers life, um, he's a badass. Like I didn't realize, uh, I feel like you turned me on to be like, Wendy, you have to watch this. Mr. Rogers was cool. We all knew he was cool, but um, he was kind of an odd duck, right? And then you watch this documentary about what he stood for. And I never realized he was a pastor and like just was a total badass in his like his ability to be an outcast in, in the world and stand for things that a lot of people didn't have the courage to stand for. But he always said, all it takes is one person to change the direction of a child's life. And he was that kid, right? I mean, I think he shares how he was bullied and had um you know, just a lot of, of sadness in his life when he was young. And he had one person that came beside him and lifted him up and um, really changed the future trajectory of his life. So it matters what you're doing in the world. And it matters also what you're doing to spread this work, right? If you're someone who's experienced amazing, positive growth in your home or relationship with your kids, or you've been able to change and switch out of traditional punishment and you now implementing and practicing compassion and discipline in your home. Remember, share that with your friends and family, you guys. All it takes is one person to make a difference in another child's life. And you could make that difference just by sharing with other people, friends, family, all the things. Okay, you guys, um, we talked a little bit about empowering your children with knowledge and a purpose, but make them aware of their value. Remember that it matters how they treat people. It matters. It matters. Uh, like we talked about them be having the courage to talk to a teacher or, you know, we get emails, you know, all the time from our daughter's uh, middle school that uh, there was a threat. And so 
it was like, I don't forget a few weeks ago, I pulled up to middle school to drop her off. And there's, you know, there's just cops everywhere. And sure enough, there was another threat, but a kid called it to the attention of teachers or their parents or whatever, right? That's one example that kids can be valuable, but so much of empowering kids is helping them remember, like when you are kind to the kid, that's a total jerk or like the biggest nerd at the school, right? Like when you are kind to him, trust me, you are helping to prevent future tragedies. Every single person that has ever done something horrible like this has stories of how unkindly they were treated. Families, I have a question for you. Would you love to be able to set really strong boundaries and rules with your children and then follow through with consistency and firm kindness? If yes, listen up. I have a program called the Firm and Kind Parenting Blueprint that I'd love for you to go check out. You can learn more over at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. Inside of this quick, easy to finish program, I'll teach you four steps to really setting those strong roles, but then following through in a way where you're using connection and firm kindness. And what I'll teach you will actually cause your children to want to cooperate with you because they truly respect you and value the rule and the boundary and understand how it serves them, not just something that they have to do or else. And it's just an incredible feeling when you go to bed at night knowing that you followed through on the rules and the strong boundaries in your home without relying on hand-me-down parenting tactics like fear, force, threats, yelling, harsh punishments that really create usually fear in your household, right? We want our children to listen to us because they respect us and because they understand why being part of the team, cooperating well, respecting rules, all those things, why that feels good as a human being. We want to do those things um, in ways that cause our children to want to respect us, not just because they're scared of us or a consequence. And that's exactly what I'm going to teach you inside this program. So again, head on over to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind to learn more. But in under an hour, this program will teach you some really effective strategies on how to create agreements with your kids instead of compliance statements, which is where a lot of parents go wrong and why their children don't end up respecting the rules or the agreements that they've made. And then I'm going to teach you how to use empathy. I'll teach you how to engage your kids' critical thinking skills when you tell them to do something and they say no. And then I'm also going to encourage you to understand how to empower your children. When children feel empowered, especially strong-willed kids, they will cooperate a whole heck of a lot easier. Okay? So I want you to go learn about this program and let me know if you have any questions, freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. So when you choose to be kind and not let your friends like mess with that kid, you're helping, you're helping make your, your school a safer place. And yeah, it's going to take courage. It's going to take courage to stand up or, or ask that kid if he wants to sit at your table or let ask him how his day was or whatever it is, but um, but it matters. So empowering your children is important. Um, advocate round number number five. Now advocate for social emotional literally literacy programs in your school. Sorry, four, Terry. Thank you. Um, we are now lucky enough in Southern California to have two full-time, essentially, social-emotional literacy teachers. We've interviewed them both for our show. Mrs. Wood was really early in the Fresh Start Family show. Google 
Fresh Start Family Show, Sarah Wood. Um, find her episode, listen to it. And then we also have Mrs. Grazley, who both of our kids were lucky enough to have, who also is committed to teaching our kids growth mindset and another whole side of social emotional Teacher literacy. of the year this year. Teacher of the year this year. Shout we, out. We love Corey Grazley. Oh my gosh. But we're so lucky. But we know that schools across the nation and across the world, this is not the norm. So you have to advocate for this. That's why you got to go listen to those episodes. Um, I'm going to interview someone soon. That's like a PTO or PTA, like specialist expert. And she's going to really teach us how can we walk into schools and advocate for this. And a lot of it comes from you being willing to volunteer. So in those two episodes, we talk about that. So make, it's like so important, you guys. I know everyone is up in arms about the defunding, like in our, our, our um, district, we got, uh, what is it? Science music and art defunded, right? So we have to, we have to fundraise, fundraise for that. Yeah. Um, and everyone's like, rabble, 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 this sucks. Well, you know what? I'd rather have social emotional literacy be paid for than, I don't know. I want it all, of course, but this, you guys, is so important. It's, it's, but again, it's stand up for what you want to do yeah. and not like complain about what's not happening. It's like, um, yes. I think case in point at our schools, we we're able to then, there was a way for science, art, yoga, and social emotional literacy, yeah. literacy is in the, the, the classroom. So yeah, yes. we can sit there and complain, but it took people to actually do something to get all yeah. those things in there. So they're there. Yes. Yes. Matt. I mean, yeah, massive advocacy and we need your voice. So make sure you listen to those episodes and then tune in when we have that PTO expert. Um, Okay, so let's move into a little bit of doing something in the form of healthy gun reform. It is so important, you guys, that you actually write the letters. You actually send the emails to your statesman. It's a very simple Google search. You you basically research Google, who are my state assembly people in my state? You will get their emails very easily. Um, I'm going to make sure that I have something in on my Instagram that's a highlight that that's, um, you know, I'll call it like advocacy. I'm going to call it advocacy and I'll make sure I have it saved there. But I'll give you specific directions on how you take action to ask for specifically what you want. Here at Fresh Start Family, we advocate for healthy gun reform, especially with massive weapons of assault. Like the, like we are just, again, this is an area that you're like, you may have a different opinion. That's cool. But we here are advocating everyone to stand tall to the fact that we do not need automatic weapons of assault to be legal in our nation. Now we are, you know, there's might be some people live listening who are big, like conspiracy theorists. And they're like, we really we really want to have an armed militia to be even with the military. That's not the way we feel. We have massive respect for our military and our police. And we believe that is where mass weapons of this type are to be put in the hands of people who are trained. Yes, I I trust our military. Yes, the police has a lot of work to do. Thank God for the people who are standing up and willing to support 
the police departments and policemen and women who are willing to look at and how we need to change those departments. And we have massive respect for police. Those are the hands that these weapons should be in. There is absolutely no reason that an an 18-year-old, just turned 18-year-old child should be able to walk in and legally buy a, a an automatic weapon of assault. Would you agree, Terry? Yeah, it it just, I don't know, it seems kind of obvious to me, but, um, you know, I know the Second Amendment is like a polarizing subject, but like when you're talking about like why a normal citizen would want or need a gun, it seems like it falls into a couple of categories. You're like, one, I hunt. Okay, cool. You hunt. None of these weapons that we're talking about have anything to do with hunting. Uh, Unless you're a really bad hunter and you have no skills. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That would be a bizarre hunting trip. Yeah. Um, uh, Number two would be um, if you feel like you need to defend your home in some way, even still that that's a pretty extreme home defense. Um, You got to be, yeah, you got to be okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think there's a whole other subject too, that goes on with that is like, okay, if that's what you're doing, um, I think you got to look yourself in the face and say, ask yourself a lot of questions before you just check that box and say that this is what I'm doing for my home. And that's the type of weapon I'm going to use um, to mitigate my fear against some unknown home intruder thing. Um, Three is, is yeah, you have some sort of fear of the government, the police or what have you, that you're going to make your own small army that comes out of your house, which if you're preparing for that, I would just encourage you to, and I'm not saying you got to believe everything that the government says. I know there's a lot of weird, wicked things that go on in this country, every other country. So I'm not saying blindly believe, don't question authority. But if you're preparing for Armageddon, basically, by doing this, it's a very hard way to live. And I would encourage you to just ask yourself some some questions about that. Seek some counseling. Just just try to work that out. Because to, to make that the whole reason why this is available to most anybody, in our country that's above a certain age just seems like we can do a lot better. And, um, I, I, it just, it just feels, it just feels really, really sideways. Yeah. Um, that's a, that's a nice way. And if you're dying to shoot guns like that, go into the military, get yeah, trained how yes. to use it. The military would love you. Absolutely. Uh, go become a police officer, go become a police officer. That's got, you know, uh, a good head on your shoulders that can make great sound decisions. And then you're like, Oh, I've always, it's like, if, if I always wanted to be a pilot, I would go and learn how to fly a plane. And I would either go into being a commercial air, you know, a pilot or go into the military. Same thing. You love guns, find your path that way, get trained up, go do that thing. But just to be able to walk into a store and, and do that. I just, I, 
don't think that's what the second amendment was created for. So yeah, we always, we, we take the angle of take teaching our children. So this will, you know, kind of get into a little bit of our, our next point. Um, but we always teach our children, like we, we don't do guns in this home. We're just not a gun family. I grew up in a house. I grew up in the country. I grew up with rifles and shotguns and all the things and hunting. And, and uh, we are not anti-gun at all. We get it. Um, and we, we take a hard stance in this house that we've never been okay with guns. We've never purchased guns for our kids. We've like, we have some very, very strong boundaries around tech for our kids, around guns, around murder play, around violent video games. Um, but we've always taught our children that the military and the police is who we respect and where we're going to go if you want to experience that. So anytime Taryn wants, has ever wanted to play paintball, for example, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to buy you. Uh, we don't, again, we don't even do Nerf guns or even water guns, guys. We're, we're pretty gnarly. Um, but I will absolutely take him to the local military base. And we played paintball, to, paintball together. It was freaking terrifying. I hated it. It was awful. <laughs> but we did it and he loved it. And I taught him, look, look around these soldiers at the gates. These are soldiers who have dedicated their entire life to learning how to safely use that weapon and have been entrusted with that weapon that they hold on their hip. Like this is, this is our, we thank our military. We honor our military. We have a program called Fresh Start Family um, Gives where we literally give out positive parenting curriculum to active duty military families. We have high respect for military and police here. So teach your children that that is where guns go, right? Like that is especially these type of guns. Um, but we really, that's what we really advocate for, which is our next point, which is we encourage you to take a break from purchasing guns and advocating that pretend murder play, whether it's through Nerf guns, whether it's through airsofts, whether it's through violent video games, like even Fortnite that is exposed, like, you know, they do funny dances and then they blow each other's heads off. Even Star Wars is, is we, we won't buy Star Wars. Um, we finally let our little guy get a, a video game console at age 10 and a half, I think it was. Um, but we're just like a hard stance on the violent video games because in our opinion, remember our opinion, means nothing. This is just our opinion. It normalizes murder. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's part of the, the culture issue here is, is, um, you know, anytime that we're like, you know, fueling this entertainment that's filled with violence and we're not perfect, you know, we watch a, you know, a fair amount of movies and I'll oh, be halfway, dude, I'll be halfway oh. through a movie and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, we're just like, you're you're somehow like compartmentalizing like all this stuff yeah. and normalizing it and just in the for the form of yes. of entertainment. We are not so we're not perfect by any means. But as far as like um, like Wendy's saying, like actually putting a simulated gun in, in our kids' hands and saying, "Okay, cool, now go outside and play good guys and bad guys and and you know s- try to snipe each other's heads off and stuff like that." It's just it's just not it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel right. Um, and so we haven't done that. And you know what? The kids find other things to do. Oh my gosh. So many yeah. other things to do. And after time, like they, they get it. It's like, yeah. just like, you know, the other things that we've talked about, whether it be, you know, the phones or things like that. It's like, at first they're like, what the heck? And then a little bit of time goes by and they're like, Oh yeah, I see it. You know, it's like, it just, it just takes, some discipline and we just are Courage. here to encourage you. So if that doesn't feel right to you, like it doesn't feel right to us, um, we're just here to encourage you to say like, you know, 
keep keep it going, keep it going. And if you're not there yet, but this is striking some sort of a chord with you, try it. It's never too late. Dude, um, you know what we did do? Bows and arrows. Yeah. We did slingshots. We had target practice. Like we were like, dude, if you want to do like target practice and have like, that's, that's cool. Like, well, we always were able, we were always okay with those type of things, but the, the guns is just where we took a hard stance and we said no. So, um, and it takes courage. It takes persistence. It takes bravery to be different than the Joneses because everyone, every little boy on your block probably has an arsenal of nurse gun, nerf guns. So if you choose to be different, just remember, it's cool to be freaking different. It doesn't make you dumb or weak or permissive. It makes you cool (laughs) in my opinion. (laughs) All right, you guys, last one we have for you. Um, is uh, support the work of organizations like Choose Love Movement and Sandy Hook Promise. So instead of arguing about what could help, this is what I see happen a lot. It's like, you know, you so I'll put a message out on social or I'll share my opinion, or I'm sure we'll get emails from this podcast episode and we'll get responses where people want to argue that what we're advocating for won't help. So for example, the the gun reform is a great example. That is where I get most of the pushback people. They know I'm a positive parenting educator and family life coach. And they really lash on when I share like healthy gun reform. I'm about um, like eradicating the legalism of um, these assault weapons. They will want to engage that it will not help. It will not help. So if that's what you believe, then Find something that will help and freaking do it. But don't argue with people who are doing something to help. Like there's just, there's just no purpose. There's just, it's not going to do anything. So if you don't think that'll help, then go support someone who is doing something that will help, or you walk in to the mental health centers, or you walk in and you start volunteering more at church to mentor young men who you feel like are at risk in high areas of, of, you know, whatever, like, but if you are not doing anything, then don't freaking argue with people who are right. Like, does that make sense? Um, I love Brene Brown's Mm -hmm. quote about this. She says, um, if you're not in the freaking arena, getting your ass kicked, then I don't want to hear from you. Like you're, um, critique of what I'm doing. So I want to hear from you what you are doing to help. And these organizations like Choose Love Movement and Sandy Hook Promise, they have dedicated their lives to research-based work to prevent future tragedies and save lives. Sandy Hook now has a, uh, Sandy Hook Promise has a, a tally of how many lives they saved. And they're like, they've proven that they've saved like 340 lives. So it's so easy to get on like a monthly $5 donation, right? They will teach you, here's the template to send to your state senators every single month. Like your your voice matters. And instead of arguing, just support the people who are in the arena, who are doing the work to help because you can't prove that what they're doing is not going to help. You can have your opinions, but you're not doing anything. You've got to make sure you're doing something. And I'm just going to say one last thing. I know Terry has to get to a meeting, but in my opinion, we are, we're just like, when it comes to healthy gun reform, you guys, in my opinion, we're just trying to make it a little bit harder to get your hands on it. And I'm going to give you an example. We 
technology has been something we stood very firm on with our children. So our children were not allowed to have iPhones out in the world till they graduated from eighth grade. Stella just graduated. She is on cloud nine that she's got this new iPhone. We're so happy for her, but we feel so thankful that we prolonged how easy it was for her to be on all of these apps, um, Snapchat, TikTok, group text thread, like out in the world, not being able to stand in line for a burrito without your mind being like checking social apps. And like, there's just a million things. If you've never listened to our episode with Bill Brady from True Me, make sure you Google that. We talk all about our firm limits on technology, but it we see the fruits of that firm limit and how making it just a little bit harder for her has benefited her tremendously. And she could have gone and snuck these types of apps. She could have gone and snuck a phone. Like she has plenty of friends who have these phones and they're not allowed to, but they sneak it. She could have, but she didn't because we just made it a little bit harder. So it's like, I always make the analogy of like, yes, cocaine is illegal. And there are people who are still going to get cocaine and do it. There are still children who are going to get cocaine and still do it, but it's many of them are going to give up and they're going to be like, it's too hard. It's too expensive. (laughs) I don't want to go in the back alley. So again, you're just creating a bigger space between that knee-jerk reaction of like, man, I just want to go party tonight and get high. Right now, like in middle school, vape and smoking pot is just like a standard with so many kids. And it's like when you make it, imagine if it was just legal. (laughs) It's like, yeah, sure. But it just, for many of them, making it a little bit harder, the fact that they have to like find, like it's in my opinion, Remember, my opinion means nothing. You may have a different opinion, but in my opinion, making it a little bit harder is going to save lives. It's going to keep the weapons out of these people's hands. It's going to give us one, just one more day to reach their hearts and their minds and get them the support in their hands that they need to take a different direction in their lives. Yeah, I it's I, and we've talked about, you know, we've talked about just some of these like steps too. I mean, you know, they talk about background checks, talk about all those types of things, but it's like, gosh, just, just give, just give a little bit of space and see what happens. It's not necessarily about like making everything illegal overnight, but just listen to the people who have had their lives like radically, like changed because they've lost a life, like listen to them yeah, and, and, and really look them in the eyes. I mean, especially if you're you're feeling like you're on the other side of this, you know, opinion. Um, look these people in the eyes, give them a second, listen to what they're asking for. And then ask yourself, if I had to wait or get an extra background check for, for this weapon, I'm okay. Right. Yeah. Is that okay? Is that reasonable? Am and I going to be okay? Yeah. Are you going to be okay? And I think you'll find yourself, um, uh, you know, connecting more to this issue. Um, but yeah. yeah, in the end, um, we we just want you just to just to feel supported um, from from us um, to really just know that there are things that you can do starting in your own home. And um, you know, if you find yourself in in a place where you just find yourself arguing with people on the other side, you know, just give a reset, give a reset, take a new look at this. Um, think through some of the points that we've, we've put on there, even if it's not all of them, even if you can connect to one of these, I guarantee you're planting a seed to make a better world. 
Yep. And when you guys watch out for the, the tone of disgust and let your anger be a spotlight emotion. Like the tone of disgust will get you in trouble. You guys, if you, if you are thinking inside of your head, like what the, what, like that is so stupid. Why, why? Like that is a signal that you are in judgment mode. Judgment does not help the world. Curiosity helps the world. Creativity helps the world. I'll give you a quick example. We were at a volleyball tournament and a girl on the other team, this was like now that masks are all done. And we we were fine with masks. We wore masks all throughout COVID. Um, but I was the one that was like a little bit more likely to be like, whoa, mask in the trash as soon as we didn't have to wear them anymore. So there was a girl on the other team of Stella's opposition team. And she was playing in this mask, but she had it pulled down. So it was just over her mouth. So she was still breathing in the air while she was playing this extensive. And I had just taught about this. So it was fresh in my mind, but I found myself engaging in my mind, like, that is so stupid. Why would she be wearing a mask if it's not going to be even over her nose? Like it literally has no purpose. Like it, it's not going to work. It's not going to do anything. You, you've heard me comment about like basketball coaches, right? Mm-hmm. Like the Warriors or if they're playing the Celtics, I'm like, I don't get it. Why? But I caught myself and I was like, ew, I'm freaking in a tone of disgust or judgment. No, that is not the way I want to live, especially as a Christian. Not cool. Not cool. Jesus. Sorry. Let me, let me try that again. I wonder why she chooses to wear that mask. I wonder what happened in her family. I wonder what is going on with her mom and her dad and her grandma. I wonder if she lives in a multi-generation home. I wonder if she's scared today that she's going to get sick. I wonder if she's lost somebody. It's a tone of curiosity. That is what you want to have right now. When people are different than you, if you're judging and if you're in a tone of disgust, reset yourself because it's not helpful. It's not changing the world. And then if you feel angry about stuff, remember anger is a good, healthy human emotion. Jesus flipped over a freaking table. <laughs> There's a painting I want or a, a picture I want of that. But anyways, you guys um, use your anger as a spotlight emotion. It's good. We need your anger to create healthy change in the world. Um, but thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. And um, this was an important topic for us. Um, Thank you for holding space for our opinions and our ideas. And thank you for giving a damn and for advocating for positive change in the world through what you are doing on a daily basis with your family. Fresh Star family, we love you. You. For more information, go to freshstartfamilyonline.com. Thanks for listening, families. Have a great day. All right, listeners, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it for you. As we wrap up here, don't forget to DM me the word shift or head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free discipline quick start learning bundle. You'll get immediate access to download our extensive learning guide where I'll share five ways you can ditch the old school hand-me-down punishment mindset beliefs and thoughts that are causing you to react like a volcano volcano instead of respond like the firm, kind, respectful teacher you are at your core. And then you'll also get immediate access to my on-demand workshop where I'll teach you our three core Fresh Start family strategies that make up a strong, compassionate, disciplined toolkit, as well as my favorite logical consequences that not only work with kids of all ages, but do wonders to unite you with your child and strengthen your relationship, even in your kid's worst moments. 
So pop on over to Instagram right now and just shoot me a DM with the word shift and I'll send you a personal link to download that bundle right away. Or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to get access immediately. All right. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you inside that free bundle and also inside the next episode.